Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Aloha and namaste, Yoga Revealed podcast. This is your brother, Alec Vishal Rubin. Excited to be here with you in this final month of this radical year, 2020, with you. Today, I have an extraordinary human being, Elizabeth April, to share with you. Elizabeth navigates the questions that so many of us have asked over our lives, especially through the vision of yoga. How does the universe work within us and outside of us? Who are we as humans and why are we here? What is our purpose? Elizabeth channels and downloads information from various cosmic sources so she can pass on truth, vision, and expanded consciousness all through the lens of yoga. And I hope this episode brings you so much excitement and golden gemstones as we move into 2021. together. Namaste Yoga Revealed podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin and I'm so grateful to be here walking on this planet, walking in this body in this moment wherever this download is coming to you on screen through your ear holes, through your hearts. I'm so grateful to be here with you today and I'm joined by an amazing human being who's doing such powerful things on the planet, Miss Elizabeth April. If you don't follow her on social media, you haven't tuned into her downloads on YouTube from the great Miss history of spirit and life. I'm excited for this conversation to reveal a lot beyond not not even just beyond yoga but into the depths of what yoga is, right? This this joining of our mind, our body, our soul living in the livelihood of what it means to really be a soul and a human body on a, on a, on this planet at this time. So, Elizabeth, I'm I'm so grateful for you and your energy and your presence. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I always love inspiring and deep and thought-provoking conversations. 
Yay. I love it. Well, Elizabeth, one of the, I've been following you for some time and I know we've been jamming over text and in the DMs over the last several months. And it's been really sweet to be able to to see who you are. And from kind of, I remember one day I went all the way back down on your Instagram profile to look at like the, the older you and to who you are now, just to see your growth and your transformation through the the mere social media realm is really beautiful. And I'm excited to be able to dive into a raw, beautiful conversation together. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. And I think we've all really been on this journey of discovery Mm. and expression and communication and, you know, evolving and transforming. So Mm. especially now at this time, we're kind of wrapping up the year of 2020. Everyone's kind of converging all of this old energy of the past. So a lot of people right now at this time are very deep in it. You know, they're Mm. really just involved in the transformation and, this is kind of a perfect time to be in quarantine because everyone spiritually uh, is going through this cocoon phase in order to mm. have the rebirth, right? Absolutely. Truth, yeah. truth. Well, you know, Elizabeth, the first question that I always ask everyone, there's a front end and a bookend, is I'd love to hear how, how was and is yoga, how was yoga first revealed to you in your life, this lifetime at least? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, it's funny that you say this lifetime because um, I was – you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're a, you're a yoga chick, right? Because I guess it's just my vibe. Um, <laughs> but it was many years ago, probably around 2012, 2013, um, I was doing a lot of past life exploration. So, you know, that's really kind of how I opened up and expanded my mind first to different timelines and, you know, um, past lifetimes and future lifetimes and all of that crazy stuff. So I would take myself and still do into a trance-like state in order to explore my own past lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And one of the most powerful past lifetimes that I've ever lived is where I was a man, a yogi in Burma. So kind of one of the original yogis. And, you know, it's, it's very different. Yoga is very different today than it was back then. Um, uh, but other than just being extremely oddly flexible back in that time, um, I was actually able to defy the laws of physics. So I was able to levitate. Um, I even remember pushing myself. It's like I was levitating and I was able to push, literally look like I was pushing the air and I was able to kind of, um, create some resistance and move backwards along with other things like, um, you know, uh, like crazy super strength, you know? And so Mm. that was me as a yogi back then and understanding that even a simple yoga practice today, even in the Western world can really allow us to align that mind, body, spirit, like you were mentioning, so that we can get to a place where we are defying the laws of physics and we are able to levitate and we are able to, you know, work with all of those aspects of our vibration. Um, so that, that's the first time I was really introduced to yoga, which was a very intense introduction to yoga. And even Mm. today, you know, I bring in the practice of meditation, yoga, calisthenics. Um, So that's a pretty kind of overview of a workout from head Mm. to toe. uh, And also, you know, within my soul as well. So that's kind of what I do. And without ever really getting trained or going to yoga classes, I just have this natural flow. Like it's like I mm. naturally feel like I know how to work and use my body in it's a way that's 
it's a remembrance, yeah, and pulling, I think, aspects of that past lifetime forward too, which I tend to do in a lot of ways. And that's why I think that I'm definitely wise beyond my 28 years for sure. That's awesome. You know, uh, just to, to powwow pow off of that, a couple of years ago, I was living in London and I was getting a master's degree from this traditions. It was, I got a master's degree in traditions of yoga and meditation. And at one point I got to write a 30 page paper on the cities of yoga and how deeply ritualistic and tantrica it goes. And it, it was so cool because what I remember one of the sentences, one of the pages that I wrote upon is these levitational powers and these superhuman strengths and being able to tell time and walk through walls and how these old powers that Baba's had in these ancient times mm-hmm. were used in Hollywood in what we now know as the Marvel series and Hollywood superhero powers. Like yeah. it came from what has been. And yeah. some might be like, all right, these two are going to do but you know, <laughs> It's something that I feel very deeply towards as well. That's so yeah. cool that you're able to tune into that past life, Elizabeth. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I remember observing it and saying, I was a yogi. Like, this isn't <laughs> yoga, right? This is, this is not <laughs> yoga that I know, right? So it's just very interesting that, that it is, you know, it mm. goes much deeper than I think, you know, the average person really truly understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is yoga to you now? Um, yoga to me is uh, a space within my day that allows me to go back to this center point. You know, it really allows me to realign, not, not in a kind of a stereotypical spiritual way. I'm, I'm aligning my chakras. No, not necessarily, but really just aligning, you know, all aspects of my, my day, my body, my spirit, my energy, into that zero point, like I'm in the middle of LA and there's not really a whole lot of nature around here. And, you know, really just to realign that. And I definitely consider myself an entrepreneur and obviously my, my job isn't typical and I'm here to wake up the world. Um, but there's so much throughout my day that pulls me away from um, that remembrance and that spiritual practice because I'm setting up websites and doing all this BS, you know, that human <laughs> beings have to do in this world. And so it just really, it gives me that space is really what mm. it does. Mm. I love that. It's like this, uh, this um, you said center point, but I, I, I relate to that in the sense of being able to utilize the space of yoga in my life to find an absorption point Mm -hmm. where I get to come back to presence, right? Yeah. And being able to use those tools that we find in our practice in the curveball moments where we're getting blindsided by this chaos that BS is human beings sometimes, being a human being sometimes. Yeah. You know, I know, I know you support a lot of people and you do a lot on social media with um, creating downloads. Could you tell us, tell us, like, tell, share with us, like, what is it that you do in the world and, and who are you? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely tough to kind of pinpoint what that category or label is because. Sorry about that. Got a You're good. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really tough to pinpoint, you know, what that label or category is, um, just because I feel like I don't really fit into just one category. The label that I'm using now is paradigm shifter. I really resonate with that at this time. Um, just because, you know, 
I guess what I do to be a paradigm shifter is I receive downloads of information. Sometimes they're from my higher self. Sometimes they're from my own Akashic records. Like I mentioned with the the yogi in Burma, sometimes they're straight from universal source consciousness. And sometimes these downloads of information come from interdimensional beings that exist in other dimensions and frequencies. Um, I don't really have a preference on where the information comes from, but I have worked the majority of my life on the discernment to figure out what is in alignment with the highest truth, you know, for the collective consciousness and, you know, what may be something that is not in that alignment or something that may be a projection from a lower vibrational frequency. Mm. Um, And I believe in order to give information, I need to clear my perception as much as possible I'm already dealing with my own 28-year-old human mind, my 28-year-old human ego. Um, So I don't do any external research on spirituality, on spiritual awakening or third eye or quantum physics or what have you, um, just to keep that information as pure as possible, right? I'm already battling my own perceptions. I don't want to battle, you know, another author's or even another channeler's. And the beautiful thing is that I hear all the time that this, the information coming through me uh, is the exact same information as many other channelers all across this planet. And that gives me good validation that I'm definitely on the right track and, um, you know, tapping into that universal source collective. So that's what I do. I tap in, I receive that. information, give the information. And it's so diverse. Like it's so across the board, you know, but my three main kind of pillars are cosmic disclosure, right? Aliens, gotta love the aliens, um, quantum physics, and then of course, spiritual awakening and, and what we need to do to, to further tap into our soul. I love it so much, Elizabeth. You said a sentence that I'd love to unpack a little bit and elaborate upon. So, you know, you said to clear your perception because your human young brain ego gets in the way of sometimes whatever message is coming through and to really fine tune the listening. I feel that all my, my brothers and my sisters and my non-binary beautiful human beings who are listening, who have been impacted by yoga have had this moment, right? When you're in the pose, you're in meditation, you're in Shavasana, you're coming out and more times often than not, people feel better after practicing than they do before. And there is that, that understanding of how to clear your perception. And again, when we leave the mat and we go out into our days and we're walking and living in yoga, that's the highest intent, right? To to fully be in presence, to have this spiritual awakening that you're speaking to. What would be like three skill sets, three tools, practical tools that you would offer to people on how to clear your perception so we can get out of our own damn way to actually carry out the message that's coming through? whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, having something, right. And, and just saying, well, it always has to be yoga is very limiting. So it could be a meditation practice. It could be a yoga practice for 20 minutes. It could be the practice of for two minutes, you pull a crystal out of your pocket mm. and you're like, Ooh, like this is my moment. Right. But we have to have that moment throughout our day. If we don't have that moment throughout our day, 
And then it's, it goes for a week and then it goes for a month and then it goes for five years and you still haven't had that moment, right? You're rolling around in this autopilot programming and you're just feeding into this matrix society of disillusion, right? You're disillusioning yourself by not being present because what presence allows us to do is make conscious choices, so after finding that thing, whatever that thing is of remembrance throughout your day to just stop and do nothing and think nothing, right? After that state of remembrance, then I really encourage and implore everyone to make more conscious choices throughout their day. And a lot of people, you know, are like, well, Elizabeth, you know, I'm in quarantine. Like, what kind of choices am I making? People aren't even aware that they're making tens of thousands of choices every single month, right? So the easiest um, example that I can give is waking up and drinking coffee or tea or turmeric or whatever it is that, that's your thing, right? But in that moment, before you um, play into these autopilot programming realities of, well, I'm a coffee drinker, so today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to drink coffee, Take that moment to tune into your system, to tune into your mind, body, soul, you know, and ask yourself, what do I really want? Is it tea? You know, and then what kind of tea is it, right? What does your body want? What does your soul desire, right? So when you open your closet and you're like, oh, another day in quarantine, guess I'm going to put on the sweatpants. Does that excite you? Does that really make you happy? Or are you just doing it to fill a void, just to do something, just to, to, to be in that autopilot? So I really, really um, push people to make these conscious choices throughout your day because the more that you do that, the more you realize you have the power in the smallest ways and then therefore the biggest ways to really create and recreate your reality. And that's what we're in right now. We are in this recreation space. Um, but if we're not conscious of recreating, then we're still just feeding that autopilot. Mm. You have the power in the smallest and biggest ways to recreate your reality. That's powerful. I think it's a beautiful segue to move into an area on where we are as a collective. Where, where, what, what is alive for you in two realms? One, like what's alive for Elizabeth April in her human reality and what's alive for all of us from your perception of the downloads that you come, that come through, through your guides, your angels from, from great mystery of the universe. So I'd love to hear like these two different, <laughs> or maybe they're the same. I don't know, but you tell me, you tell us. For sure. Like, well, I want to say that they, they are, they're exactly the same. Um, and mm. it's very interesting. I feel like in a lot of ways, I am a, a mere reflection of where humanity is at. And maybe in some ways I'm like one step ahead of humanity. But when I'm having a rough day and I'm, you know, putting a post on Instagram and saying, does anyone else feel apathetic this, you know, today? Or, you know, you feel like you're so overwhelmed, you don't even know where to start or what to do. I always get, a, you know, this renowning response of, yeah, me too. And not only do, do most people say that I make them feel less crazy because I validate what they're going through, but I, I feel less crazy in the validation <laughs> of, oh, everyone Great. else is going through it too. Cool. I'm loaded by insanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but there is, there is something huge that's happening right now. And um, it was many years ago, not maybe not many, but it was, I think it was around, yeah, maybe 2018, where I got the download and message from the Galactic Federation, who's basically just a, 
uh, interdimensional collective of beings who want our, you know, unity consciousness, right? They're really helping out planet Earth at this time. And so they gave me the message that, you know, between 2016 and 2019, all of these teachers, all of these light workers were all going through their own awakening and ascension. So if you're listening to this, I want you to think back to the time of 2016 to 2019. Um, did you collapse your job? Did you change your living situation? Did you transition your relationship? You know, did you make a big move in your life, in your physical human foundations? Because if you did, it's a pretty good indication that you were going through a major shift in your life to get prepared for this next timeline of 2020 to 2024. The rest of the world is going to be having this collapse. The rest of the world is going to have this major ego death between 2020 and 2024. All of the light workers, all of the teachers, all of the star seeds, all of the old souls, we needed to go through it before everyone else. So back in 2016 to 2019, we're like, what the hell's happening? No one else is going through this. Why am I so alone? And now we're realizing, oh, we were just in training. We were just getting prepared so that we can then help the rest of the world go through this. So there's a lot of light workers who are stepping into their truth and their mission and their power and they're starting their own companies they're starting their own businesses yeah. they're you know they're starting their yoga practice or their healing practice or whatever it may be and it's beautiful and i always say we need as many of you as possible right because some light workers out there are doubting themselves because we're we're right here you know end of 2020 a lot of people are stepping into a lot of people are having those ego deaths and, you know, a lot of lightworkers who want to step into this career path, they're like, well, who am I? You know, I mean, there's so many psychics out there. There's so many life coaches out there. There's so many healers and, and yogis out there. Um, so who am I? And I have to remind all of you, there are 8 billion people in the world, okay? We need as many teachers as possible. And just because you're in that community and you see it everywhere doesn't mean that we even have enough of these teachers to help 8 billion people. So we need you, right? And so that's kind of the timeline of events. Now, between 2020 and 2024, like I mentioned, we're going to have this huge collapse collectively, so individually, we're going to have this collapse, this ego death, and then subsequently the rebirth as well. Um, but at a collective level, right, the economic structure, environmental structure, educational structure, government structure, financial, we just need a reform in all of the ways. The system has not been working. The solutions are absolutely out there. Uh, it's undeniable. And, you know, it's just we're waiting for that go time to finally bring the solutions, but we can't bring in the solutions in an amicable way without the old system collapsing first. Mm -hmm. So we've got to go through this collapse. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be hectic. People think that, you know, right now, COVID quarantine is the defining moment of the planet. And it's not. This is just the beginning. So hang on tight. Keep the highest vibration, you know, and intention in mind um, so that we can usher in this new age and be the ones to ride above the fear and polarity. Mm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you said a couple, you said a lot of epic things. <laughs> you gave a great download. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. Um, gosh, 2016 to 2019. I wonder for those who are listening to look back into your life and see that. I mean, for myself, 
my best friend died and left his body suddenly. And then I left America and I went to London, went through my dark night of the soul and then went to Hawaii. And I was doing this Mahalorado thing back to Hawaii, back to Colorado. I didn't know where to go, where to be, who to be, how to live. And then I got, it. I went through my depressive state and I, I, I yeah. acknowledged my grief, which is such a beautiful, powerful emotion. Oh my God. And uh, it's a lot of prayers to a lot of people who have been impacted by COVID have lost family members by these fires who've been losing their homes and their lives. You know, we're, we're feeling the density of these times and epic 2020 to 2024 new age rising through an old life paradigm collapse. That's, that, that's coming. I, I feel you on them. Hold on to your seatbelt. Hold on to the ship. Don't jump ship. Stay on, hold on tight, keep the highest intention in mind, the highest vibration frequency in mind. I'm curious, like what for you, Elizabeth, with, with, um, gosh, you live in LA. I got a lot of friends that live in LA and uh, I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> I, live, I live on two acres in Boulder, Colorado with with owls and herons and coyotes howling at night. And like, I live in nature. It's so amazing. How do you keep your frequency on a uh, high enough state so it doesn't bring you down on top of all the things that you do. Mm -hmm. Curious, like like for for those who feel very deeply sensitive and almost like surged out from day to day from where they live or from the information coming in, like the world is the weight of the world's on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. What, what do you have to offer to people on top of yes, maintaining their practice, do your, do your spiritual work and do your spiritual practice every single day. First thing always, that's the highest agreement before we leave the house, before you engage with the world, tune into yourself, tune into spirit, tune into God, drop into that center point beyond just that. What, advice what what golden nuggets do you have for some from people listening on how to keep the highest frequency in mind on top of yeah all of this absolutely so like i am such a believer that we are our own source we are our own god we create the reality around us which means that nothing should affect you really truly not the foods that you eat not the 5g radiation in the air not the wi-fi signals in your home None of these things should affect you. And the more that we feel the need to go out and buy a protector of 5G and go out and and run away from the city, the more we're actually feeding into a scarcity mindset. I believe that no matter where you are in the world, um, you're able to kind of remove yourself from them. And I will say that I've had many, many lifetimes and because I've been very psychic and clairvoyant my whole lifetime in this lifetime, you know, I've had to close my energy in my third eye since, you know, day one, right? Like I would go to restaurants as a kid and I would have to run to the bathroom and throw up because I was actually purging out everyone else's energy that was in the restaurant. My parents thought there was something wrong with me, that I had some sort of food allergy, um, but, but that's essentially what it was. It was so empathic, so sensitive that it was so overwhelming for me to be in big crowds. Even today, you know, I stay away from concerts and stuff. I also blame my height too. It's like, why go if I can't see anything? Like, come on. That's cute. Um, You know, I have, yeah, I'm vertically challenged, but that's fine. Um, 
So, so yeah, so this is what I recommend. Um, you know, if you're in a place where you can't move and you have to be there for work, or whatever it may be, and you feel that influx, a lot of, you know, spiritualists are, you're waking up at this time, you get so oversensitive, you know, to the world around you that it's very difficult to even just breathe and live. The number one thing that I do is, and I still do this to this day, um, other than just cutting cords and separating my energy from the world around me and the people around me, I put a bubble over everything. Um, so I put a bubble around my own aura and this bubble, I just visualize it as a pure white light bubble, kind of transparent. And I set the intention that this bubble, nothing, anything that doesn't resonate or align to my frequency can enter my bubble. Right. So that's like, that's the kind of intention that I put around. So even when I'm astral traveling through the universe and I'm meeting different beings from different dimensions, I put myself in a bubble and I, you know, set the same intention of anything that doesn't match my current frequency cannot interact with me. Um, and, you know, I've done this in a physical sense where I've put this bubble around and, and also like an invisibility cloak. And, you know, I've walked outside with my wife and we've, we've almost been hit by cars before because they literally just don't see us. And she's like, it's the middle of the day. Like this guy's an idiot. And I'm like, no, that's my fault. Like I did that, you know? So it's, it's important to understand that the work that you're doing energetically is um, just as tangible as the work that you do physically, even like moving a coffee cup on your desk from one side to the other. Right. I mean, putting the bubble around you and your loved ones, and I even put it around my dog and, you know, the whole condo that we live in here, it's like this little sanctuary, this little energetic sanctuary um, that we have here that's completely removed. But at the same time, um, you know, we're, we're about to buy like a 50 acre property in Canada and, you know, you know, get the fuck out a little bit. Um, you know, and I think a lot of uh, light workers are kind of escaping LA, but I, I just want to mention as well, I had a huge download um, maybe a month, a month or so ago. And it was, it was during the uh, protests for child sex trafficking. And so it's just so wild because I went to, you know, one of these protests and we were all like, you know, yelling, like free the children. And we were walking down Hollywood Boulevard with all of the stars, right. And the celebrities and, you know, and uh, very interesting. So I got this huge download while I was there that there's this actually huge energetic vortex in Hollywood, which we live right beside and this huge energetic vortex actually permeates right into the center of the earth and it links up with all of the other vortexes all around the planet. That's why this has been the um, um, entertainment mecca and this hub because if they wow. control the, the energy of this vortex, they control the mindset, right, within the programming of television um, for everyone else, right? This is really wild. And now what we're doing in all of these light workers being drawn to LA is we've shifted the frequency of this vortex which amplifies either light or dark energy and now while I've been here I've been amplifying the light right through this vortex and utilizing it um, to help heal the world and now that I feel like in a lot of ways my mission is complete and done in being here I feel like it's time to kind of leave and I feel like a lot of other light workers are in the same boat a lot of us have been drawn here and now a lot of us are saying where else can I move to that's going to be mm. better aligned to me mm. wow that's beautiful in light of you know how to keep your highest vibration frequency the the power of learning these tools of, of 
beyond just visualization. It's creation through visualization. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, I, I'm curious, what, what is awakening to you? Like, what, what, what is awakening to you? And before you answer that, I'm curious if you could, if you feel open to perhaps going into some vulnerabilities of like, what, what is one of the hardest moments in this human life that you've experienced thus far in your young 28 that has catalyzed you to experience awakening? And like, mm-hmm. what does that, what does that mean to you? What is awakening to you? Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty simple. I mean, I don't believe that you have to meditate for six hours a day to be awakened. Right? I mm-hmm. really don't. I believe that the average bloke, you know, Joe Blow out there uh, can be awakened. And um, it's really, you know, the definition for me anyway is in the word, right? Waking up, awakening. And it's really truly waking up to the understanding that there is so much more to this world than the four walls in front of you. That's it. You know, it's, it's just understanding that energy is real and that we are energy beings. And then you kind of permeate through that and how to use and work with the energy around you. Right. So that's, that's awakening to me. It's just waking up to something more than what is in front mm. of you. Um, and, and, and the way that we can all awaken in its simplest form without really deep diving into it is just questioning. We just said, oh, well, you know, maybe the, the government doesn't have my best interest in mind. Hmm, that's a thought. You know, maybe uh, the TV that I watch isn't really serving my highest interest. Maybe it is keeping me dull. Hmm, you know, maybe those planes in the sky that are spraying some stuff, hmm, maybe that's not really serving me, you know. So we just have to question things, and that allows us to wake up. And, and however far you want to take that is, is up to your own discernment and free will. And then for me, you know, by far one of my biggest struggles, even though this has kind of been my whole life, um, is being awakened and feeling like I'm living two very different lifetimes. You know, I really feel like I'm living a life within a life. Uh, And it can be very overwhelming for me sometimes to be, you know, Elizabeth the human, right? And then to also be this infinite expression of source that has no limitations or conditions and also understanding that and being in that space right and then having to come back down and be elizabeth and i think that a lot of star seeds and old souls have a huge issue with the balance between both of these worlds and i remember the one day in last year sometime um i spent all day in session channeling all these different interdimensional beings and from the 12th dimension and you know enlightening people and tapping into their past lifetimes and five or six hours of that and then you know me and my wife went out to a movie right and we're like sitting there eating popcorn and i just had this moment looking around thinking wow, look at you go, Elizabeth. You're sitting in this room, in this box with all these other humans, enjoying your popcorn, looking at a screen and then actually enjoying yourself. And you just came from channeling 12 dimensional beings. Like, congratulations. <laughs> like, this is what it's all about, right? So- You made you know, it. <laughs> it's, you made it, right? This is the balance. But still, I still have this confusion, and especially being a public person. It's you know, mm-hmm. how do I present myself and do people have the responsibility to understand the difference between my human and my teacher, you know, the infinite mm-hmm. being versus the, the limitation of this body and this mind. So 
it's it's I think it's going to be a, a, a struggle, you know, hopefully, you know, mm. probably my whole life. But I also also, you know, always bring it back to to Buddhist teachings, which is, you know, I always ask myself, what would Buddha do in this moment? And it's always the law of non-reaction. It's always not taking responsibility for anyone else, not receiving their gifts of negativity or whatever it is mm. that they're giving you, and just doing your own thing, being in your own, you know, See. reality, you know, and allowing other people to perceive you however they want to. Um, but that's that's definitely been my biggest struggle within my own awakening. And I think that a lot of people can probably feel that weird push-pull dynamic as well. Mm. The infinite presence that has no limitations and all the source within you. I wonder if I, I like that part. I wrote that down. So like for, for those who are on their awakening journey, because I remember how you had said, you know, there are those who are stepping into a spiritual practice for the first, you know, six to 12 months of their life now, and maybe even just breaking into the first year. And, um, you know, for those who are awakening, what, what, what message do you feel spirit has for them on how to continue to further develop their spiritual connection? And, and, you know, yeah. What, what message do you have? Yeah. The biggest thing right now is the energy of surrender, um, especially mm. during this month, especially when a lot of people are feeling apathetic. And, and one of the biggest feelings that I felt and that many of my clients feel in stepping into their awakening journey is, oh my goodness, like I should have done this 10 years ago, right? I'm late to the game, you know, um, or I'm not doing enough, or I'm not on my mission, or I'm not aligned to my path, or I need to be doing more. And that energy of needing to do more or needing to be more enlightened or more awakened or more spiritual or more psychic, it will always take you out of the present moment, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't allow you to just be in exactly where you are, right? So it's really important that you allow yourself to surrender. And if one month you're opening up to your, you know, telepathic abilities and the next month you're really deep diving into dream space, allow yourself to be in that moment without the need of anything more. So that's surrender on your awakening path and journey, especially for those of you who are just waking up and you're like, there's a whole world that I didn't know about, right? You kind of feel behind a bit and, and just allow the energies to naturally and organically flow in and out of your life and listen to your own intuition and to spirit inside you rather than needing to listen to outside influences, even within spiritual community you know one of my one of my teachers a long time ago shared with me this is how how yoga kind of works and i also feel it's how awakening works let's say we're in a room and the lights are off and it's dark and legit can't see anything so you're just you know doing your thing and then you're roaming around for the light switch you're like oh there it is oh my god that's reality like i'm waking up to seeing all this hold on i'm gonna turn the light off wait oh my god the light switch is gone that's yoga. That's awakening. It's like once you glimpse in, you yeah. can't unsee what you see. You know what you know. You know what you don't know. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I find humor in that, and I, yeah, uh, I, I hear a absolutely. lot of that. Yeah, and and one thing that I've really surrendered to in the past year has actually been the power within ignorance which I love, and I've spoken about this before. Like, I spoke about it only when I realized it, which was this past year. My whole life, I have been needing 
more information. I'm such an information hound. Now, of course, I don't read books to get information. I channel to get information. Um, so I just want to know everything. And, and actually, as a kid, my, you know, it's like, oh, what would your superpower be? And it was always, I want to know everything. Like, I want to have all knowledge. That was always my biggest superpower, even as a kid. And I, I have that ability to tap into all this mm-hmm. knowledge. And I always felt like having more knowledge was going to enlighten you faster. And then I realized this past year that there is so much power in ignorance, only if you're aware of choosing that ignorance. So say, for example, um, if your partner is, you know, doing something like, uh, you know, not putting their dishes away, right? And it's like, that is an awareness. That's, that's knowledge, right? Um, doesn't mean it's better or worse, but it's just knowledge and awareness. The more that you focus on that knowledge as all that is, the more you actually take yourself away from the energy and the power of nothingness, right? So I've been really surrendering to the power of ignorance and using that to my benefit in being in this moment where I don't have to know, you know, and, uh, and, and not necessarily choosing to turn off the light switch, because as you know, you just can't revert back. You can't, you know, walk back out of the door once you've stepped through it. Um, but also choosing what you focus on and when you focus on it. And I feel like that's our greatest power is that free will is that choice of what to focus on and when, rather than needing all of it all at the same time, which is definitely how I've lived my life, most of my life. Me too. Choosing what to focus on and what not to. For me, I feel I relate to that in regards of that, even when it goes deeply against the grain, which I can imagine that you've gone against the grain when it comes to maybe your family growing up. I totally can relate. My entire family is a Western medical doctor. And I'm the spiritual yoga doctor. So, you know, um, I follow my heart always. I've always listened to my heart. It has gotten me in trouble sometimes, but, you know, for the, for the better, because I'm, I'm using my heart to make these focal point decisions and, and coming into the center point of how does my body feel rather than what's like, I have a lot of friends that are very analytical and, you know, we, we and very practical and I'm very, I'm an emotional sensitive man that feels in my body. And I let my body decide for me. Like if that's a F yes or F no, you know, I, I really find that yoga has helped teach me that. So I, I relate to what you're saying in that regard. It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very powerful. Just stopping everything, stopping the hunt for more and mm. just being in what you have Surrender. and listening. And I think that with the fires and with, you know, quarantine and with a lot of the deaths and even freak accidents that have been going on recently, it really allows us this pause and this moment to get ourselves out of the matrix to realize that we have more than enough. And the second that you vibrate with the energy of, I have more than enough, you start attracting more, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's really what our higher selves are trying to teach us is there is nothing more that you need in this moment. And the second that you realize that and come to terms with that, that's when, you know, you can have anything you want. And then once you have the ability to have anything you want, you actually start prioritizing, you know, what it is that you want. And, and so many times I said, okay, this is it. This is what I want. And then a month goes by and says, nope, that's, that's not what I want. And essentially, you get to this point where you're stripping back all these layers of what you think you want to get to this place of knowing that you already have everything. Okay, so you said a sentence here. You said realizing and coming to terms and accepting that, that we are enough. 
realizing it is one step. And then that next step is coming to terms with that and accepting it. I feel there's a bridge in between. Can we kind of unpack that a little bit? Like what there's, there's a point where like we recognize it, we feel it, we see it. And then it's like, am I going to resist this? Am I going to fight this? Is that the path of surrender? What does that look like for me to actually accept that? And then the result of that is receiving this attraction, right? Of what we are calling in. Could you, could we, can we talk about that bridge there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the realization is very um, basic, right? So everyone in the spiritual community is like, yeah, cool. I deserve more. Okay, cool. Like I am powerful. Okay, cool. Like, you know, like I should love myself more. Like that's a very basic kind of understanding of, you know, all right. Yeah, I, I do deserve, you know, to thrive and, and to live and to, to exist and to, to have everything that I want. Um, but the real kicker is, is actualizing that within our frequency and our body and accepting that, right? And through that acceptance, bringing that in. And the second that we want to bring that belief in of, uh, you know, I have more than enough, all of our limiting beliefs, all of our ego, you know, resistances, all of our past lifetimes where we have been suffering and we have been persecuted and we have had a lacking in one way or another, or even through childhood, you know, you're the lack mentality of your parents and their parents and your ancestral lineage is also ingrained within your vibration. So it's so common for all of these old limiting beliefs to resurface and to really challenge you and to put you back into this place of suffering again because believe it or not that's a place where we can all just agree that it's safe and comfortable because we know what to expect so what i find a lot is human beings the second and and i'm definitely you know the culprit of this as well but the second that we start receiving and life is really good and you've got an amazing partner in your life and you know business is thriving and you're living your mission you've got all these things um all of a sudden you sabotage it and you don't even know you're not even consciously aware of sabotaging it but it's it's this energy of something's got to be up here says so too good to be true i don't deserve all of this this is this is too much you know and we actually bring it back down to a place that's more comfortable for us and if you think about having 200 2000 lifetimes on this planet of suffering of degradation and then coming to this lifetime where it's all possible and you're starting to realize this information at a younger age and we can actually apply it to our lives that we're, we have to clear those 2,000 lifetimes and those old limiting beliefs that we've created within our system and our soul in order to get to a place where the third step, we can actually draw that in after the acceptance and move into that space. And I feel like a lot of us are in between the old limiting beliefs and then the new and infinite possibilities. I, I love that. That's a beautiful. And I'm curious, what, what, what is enlightenment to you? What does, that, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Does it look like something? <laughs> what does that mean to you? <laughs> yeah, so kind of like I I perceive it anyway, and it might be kind of going against the the normal beliefs, but I perceive awakening as step one, right? You're freaking, you're on the journey. You just you just turn the light switch on, right? You're, you're seeing yeah. everything for what it is. <laughs> like, you've got now. a journey now, like <laughs> you know, hang on. Uh, get some snacks in the backpack because we're going. 
Um, and then the end, I believe and I perceive, and it's difficult because of semantics and words and the English language is so limiting, but to me, enlightenment is the end of the journey, right? That's like you're, you're actualized, you're realized, you are back to source frequency. And so, you know, for a very long time, I was deep diving into the what and the why and the how of the universe and, and of us as a soul. So I'll just kind of briefly sum up enlightenment in the way that I've channeled it and downloaded it, which is a soul in this universe gets to incarnate, let's say an infinite amount of times in order to learn different lessons and to experience different frequencies within all of the different dimensions within this universe. And I believe that there are 12 dimensions within this universe. So say, for example, there's a thousand lessons and experiences that you need to learn per dimension. So that's essentially 12,000 lessons and experiences that you need to have across all 12 dimensions. Um, and so you incarnate, you know, maybe 12 million times to learn those 12,000 lessons, because sometimes we don't get it on the first, first go. And then after we're, we're done experiencing and learning every single aspect of this universe, every single aspect of polarity, um, then and only then can we be unified within ourselves. And there's only one thing, well, there's actually two things to do once we become enlightened and unified, which is one, we either go back to a source that created us, that individualized us in this universe, or from what I believe, we can actually create ourselves as our own source and go off and create our own universe and be the source of that universe. And that really creates that multiverse theory, uh, which I believe is true because I've seen the multiverse um, as well in a, in a projection. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I believe enlightenment is, is, is going through all the different polarities, all the different experiences, all the different incarnations, learning every single lesson, you know, that this universe can offer us. To the point where you have it all, you can go back to everything and nothing, or you can start your own everything and nothing. That's what I believe enlightenment is. Mm, I love it. It's a beautiful experience of, of tuning into what yoga puts as samadhi. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's this absorption of all that is and can be. And you're dissecting that all that is and can be a little more. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, I know we're coming up on the top and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Where can people find you? If people want to find you and listen to more of you and, and what is it that you feel some of our listeners would find value in with, yeah. with what you have to offer? Absolutely. Well, most of my offerings right now are just tons of free content. So I've got my own podcast as well. It's called Expand Elizabeth April. Um, I also have YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and I put out tons of free information there. If you want to dive a little bit deeper, I have a YouTube membership page and that helps to support me as well. Um, that's just $10 a month. Um, and if you want to really dive deep into your own soul and really understand what it is to be a human and then to subsequently move yourself out of this place of just being entrenched in the human, I do have a masterclass out there. It's an eight week long course. And it will take you, it's designed to take you from the third dimension frequency into the fifth dimension frequency. And that's all online. Um, so it's called the Shift Masterclass from 3D to 5D. And people can find that on my website if they are interested. And my website is just elizabethapril.com. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, 
one of the final questions that we always ask, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. What's a golden nugget that you would offer to the yogis who are listening? And then what's a golden nugget that you would also offer to hmm, tending to our souls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the biggest golden nugget that I could ever offer is just this reminder of how powerful you are, Mm. right? You are here for a reason. You signed up to be in this body. You have a greater mission than what you can perceive right now. You know that you're here for a reason. The more that you understand the power that you have to create your own reality, align yourself to what it is that you want to create, the more and more you can step into that power and really kind of give, give back to the world and therefore give back to yourself. So to your soul, to your body, to your human, to your spirit, you know, it's all about this power that you hold and never get lost in the 8 billion people that are out there because you're here as this piece of the puzzle for a reason. And the more that you surrender and the more that you practice just being in that present moment without any expectation or attachment, the more and more you can step into that power in the fullest form and create any life that you want to live. Like drop. So good. So good. So juicy. I love it. That was nourishing to my soul. That was for both of them. That was so good. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so grateful to connect with you and so appreciative of your time. I know that we're both busy bees in the world uh, doing deep soul work and uh, just so grateful for your time and presence here on Yoga Revealed and excited until next time. Namaste, Absolutely. my friends. Thank you so much. Namaste, Alec. <laughs> Thank you, Yoga Revealed Podcast, for tuning in. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and I'm grateful to share with you each and every day. If you want to learn more and connect with EA personally, send her a direct message on Instagram, letting her know what you loved most about this episode. You can find her on Instagram at elizabeth.april. This episode is brought to you by one of our lifer sponsors, Purium Health Products. During a time when the economy is challenged, our food system is questioned, and we are posed to raise our vibrations and immune systems, Purium comes to you for a place of integrity. Purium has been serving the food industry for over 27 years with top-shelf nutritional superfoods that actively detox glyphosate from the lower microbiome gut to provide optimal clarity of mind and digestion. Check out the link if you want 25% off for your own ultimate lifestyle transformation, accessing a full metabolic health reset as we enter 2021 together. If you do want to create your own online residual income using superfoods, send me a direct message on Instagram at Yoga. I would love to connect with you. Until next time, my friends, practice on and shine bright. The world needs your love more now than ever. Your brother here in Colorado, sending you love. See you on the other side. Namaste.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.